Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. We welcome you to Faith School today. It's the place where my spirit is fed, and my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. That's what the Lord intends for us to be, not victims, but victorious, not overwhelmed and overcome, but overcomers, actually more than conquerors through Him. And there is a way. I know um, depending on the situation and how long it's been that way, things can seem overwhelming. They can seem daunting. It can look like an enemy uh, is always trying to bring against your mind thoughts and feelings that it's far worse than it actually is. He always makes out things worse than they even are. And his effort is to get you to be hopeless, to just give up and quit and not even try. But with God, all things are possible. And it is possible not only to, to get out of that situation, but to get so free and so far above it and far from it that in just a short time you look back and it's almost like it's a bad dream that happened to somebody else. <laughs> you can overcome you can come out of it. And so uh, get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come into the classroom today with us, uh, turn everything else off and, and don't be pulled and, and divided and distracted. Just a few minutes, this is not a whole lot of, of time. And give this your full attention. What I, I'm not just talking about give me, give His Word and His Spirit your full focus and full attention and you will get answers. You will. God is faithful. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing that teaches and reveals and, and reminds and guides and even shows us things to come. We, we're asking you for answers and help, a supply of the Spirit. Lord, we pray for everybody watching and listening that you would strengthen them with strength by your Spirit in their inner being, in their inner man, and that you would begin to, to fill us and fill them and us further with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We ask for these things and for the answers and how to apply them, and we say, Lord, get glory to yourself in our lives in every part. And for every good thing that you do, we will tell whoever will listen that you did it. And we'll be a witness of your goodness and faithfulness. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen means so be it. That's, that's what we're expecting. Well, if you would turn with me today to Matthew, the 26th chapter. And we began a number of weeks ago on this series that we're calling Faith for Healing. Uh, prior to that, we talked about, we, we did a series called By Faith, and that was a study, verse-by-verse -verse study, 
of Hebrews chapter 11. And we stayed on that for over 150 lessons, I think. And so if you didn't get that, it's available to you. You just go to faithschool.org and there's no cost. There's no charge. And you can watch as little or as much, as long as you want. And uh, it will benefit you because what we're doing now is built on the foundation of that. And so what we did next is we began talking about faith for healing. Well, uh, faith, we found out, comes by hearing. And so uh, faith in God comes by hearing what He said. And if you want faith for healing, then you need to hear what He said about that. And then you need faith in another area, say faith for provision, faith for, for protection, faith for being led, faith for relationships. Uh, you need faith in all these areas, but you won't have faith in all these areas just automatically. You need to hear what he said. And that's why we start off the class by saying our spirit is getting fed and our faith is growing stronger. That's how it works. We, we're feeding on what he said. And what happens is the, the two big things that everybody needs to know in life is God's will and God's ways. Uh, you can't have faith for something if you're still questioning whether it's the will of God or not. And then even after you find out that something is God's will and you get persuaded of that, you still need to know how he does things, how he ministers, how to receive, how to do it. And so uh, everybody, class said out loud, his will. His will. And his, ways. and his ways. Said out loud, Father, Father I, seek I seek to know your will, to know your will and to know your ways. To know your ways. Reveal, this to me further, Reveal this to me further, I ask in Jesus' name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, that is his will for you to know his will. And so he heard that prayer and grants that request. So what we did in, in learning about God's uh, will and his ways for healing is we begin to look at the ministry of Jesus. And in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there are about 20 individual cases of healing recorded. I say about because it depends on what you count and which cases you don't. Uh, there may be a difference of opinion about that. But uh, uh, the study we're doing is 20. And... Um, we're taking them one by one and looking at who they were, what was wrong with them, how they got healed, how they got set free. Because the scripture says that the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so his things are the same. Faith is the same. His will is the same. His ways are the same. And so what worked for them will work for you, will work for us. And so we begin uh, a number of weeks ago on the first one, which was the healing of the leper. And then we went to the second one, which was the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. The third one was the healing of the paralyzed man. The fourth one was the healing of the nobleman's son. And then the healing of the man with the withered hand. The healing of the centurion's servant. The healing of Jairus' daughter. Then the woman with the issue of blood. The two blind men the Syrophoenician's daughter, the deaf man that had the speech impediment, the blind man at Bethesda. How many think you could learn something just from those accounts, <laughs> right? 
Well, we kept going. We studied the lunatic uh, boy with seizures, the man that was born blind who got healed, the man that was healed at the pool of Bethesda, the man, uh, the woman that was healed from the spirit of infirmity, and the man that had the dropsy, the ten lepers that were healed, and lastly, blind Bartimaeus who was healed, and that was number 19, and now we're down to number 20. <laughs> we finally got here. <laughs> but again, if you're just joining us and go, well, man, I'm, I'm, I'm at the end. I didn't get to first 19. Exactly. So go online, faithschool.org, and, and get those previous ones. Again, no charge. It won't cost you anything except some time. But class, do you think it'd be worth their time to yes. invest into it? I'm telling you, the Lord helped us on these previous ones, and you'll get a lot of good things. But today, let's look at this one in, in uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All four record this one. So uh, let's, let's take time to look at Matthew 26 and uh, 51. Matthew 26, uh, 51. When they came to take Jesus in the garden before he was crucified, it said, Behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest's and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again your sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he'll presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the Scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? So you might say, well, what's a, I don't see a healing there, Brother Keith. Well, hold on. <laughs> this is just Matthew's account. Go to Mark's account, Mark 14. Mark 14, which is why uh, you need, if something's recorded more than, than one place, you want to look at all the accounts because one writer will add some detail uh, different from the other. In Mark 14 and 42. Mark 14, 42, uh, Jesus said to them, Rise up, let us go. Lo, he that betrays me is at hand. And immediately while he yet spoke comes Judas, one of the twelve, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. And he that betrayed them had given them a token, saying, uh, whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, take him and lead him away safely. And as soon as he was come, he goes straightway to him and said, Master, Master, and kissed him. And they laid their hands on him and took him. And one of them that stood by drew a sword and smote a servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus answered and said to them, Are you come out as against a thief? with swords and staves to take me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you took me not, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. And they all forsook him and fled. So that's Mark's account. Let's, uh, let's skip over to uh, uh, John's account. And this is uh, a little different that, uh, that all four record it, because on the other cases we find sometimes three but you don't usually see four. But in John um, 18 
and um, verse 10, uh, the same kind of situation when they had come to, uh, to take him. Uh, well, I tell you what, let, let's, let's back up just a little bit. Um, the officers came in verse 3, and verse 4, Jesus said, Whom seek ye? Who are you looking for? Verse 5, they said, Jesus of Nazareth, and Judas was standing there. He said, I am he. And when he said, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, who are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I've told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled, which he spoke of them, which you gave me, have I lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it. Now the other guys just said one of the disciples. <laughs> they, uh, they kept his identity <laughs> a secret. <laughs> but John, <laughs> and you remember it was John when uh, uh, him and Peter ran to the tomb at, after the uh, resurrection that he adds in and says that he outran Peter too. You know, so maybe there was a little bit of something going on between Peter and John in a, in a friendly way. But he just goes ahead and tells it. He said it, it was Peter that, uh, that uh, got his sword out. And he drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. So again, we have detail. We know who did the cutting and we know which ear got cut, right? It was Peter and it was the right ear. And here the servant's name was Malchus. So now we know the guy's name who got his ear cut. Peter uh, got his sword out and took a swing at Malchus and cut his ear or cut it off. And then said Jesus to Peter, put up your sword into the sheath, the cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and, um, and bound him. You might say, well, Brother Keith, I, I still don't see <laughs> Somebody got injured in a fight, but I don't see a healing. That's why you read all the accounts. Go to Luke now. Go to Luke. <laughs> Luke 22. If you haven't discovered it already, the Word of God is the most amazing thing. This book is not like any other book that you have ever read or will ever read. It is the Word of God. And since it's the Word of God, it is not finite. It is not limited. It is alive. It is living. Uh, in Hebrews, he talks about that the Word of God is alive. It's quickening and can divide and discern even between, between the spirit and the soul and the joint and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. This, this book, these words, we don't reverence it just because it's paper and ink. It's not just the physical thing here. It's the thoughts that are in the words that are recorded. It's those thoughts come from the Almighty himself. 
through these vessels, and as such, they are eternal. They're eternal, and there is no exhausting of the wisdom or knowledge or understanding in them. You, it's why um, Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that's what Scripture says about Romans 10. That's how faith comes. It comes by hearing and hearing by the anointed word of the Christ. So it, when, we, when we start off the class and say what happens in faith school, my spirit is fed. That's what's actually happening. And as a result of my spirit being fed, my faith, which you, you believe with your heart, you don't have strong faith with a weak spirit or a weak heart. With the heart, man believes. So strong faith is coming out of a strong heart or a strong spirit. And uh, the thing that feeds our spirit is not just intellectualism. It's not just, it's not just the works of men. It's not reasoning. Uh, it is uh, God's life that's in His words. Uh, we were created by Him. He is spirit. And He created us in His likeness and image, and we are spirits. And Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. Hallelujah. They're spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. That's why you need to read your word on, on a regular basis. You need to go to church and be in good meetings and take advantage of things like this, like faith school. Things where there's some anointed word coming out. And that you can hear that, and it doesn't just register on your head, on your brain. It goes into your spirit, and it quickens you. It, it gives you strength. It gives you life. And so, uh, why read all of the accounts? Because every word is God-inspired. Every word is a wealth of knowledge and understanding that if you value it, if you'll take the time to look for it, if you seek, you'll find. So are we seeking, class, or are we looking? So we saw Matthew, we saw Mark, we saw John, Luke 22, and let's begin about verse, uh, well, let's see, uh, 47. Luke twenty-two forty-seven. 47, while... Uh, Jesus spoke, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. And Jesus said to him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? And when they which were about him saw what would follow, they said to him, Lord, should we smite with the sword? Now you've got to remember uh, the Lord had told them ahead of time that uh, he was going to be betrayed. He was going to be turned over into the hands of the, uh, the Jewish leaders and would be crucified and would raise the third day. He had told them 
all of this ahead of time. And we're told Jesus actually talked with uh, Moses and Elijah, <laughs> who had lived centuries before. They had a, a conversation about this on the Mount of Transfiguration. Amazing. And then he, he told the disciples about it. And uh, before this actually went down, Jesus had made a comment to them about uh, prior to this. He said, You've, uh, uh, when I sent you out without script or all those things, did you lack anything? Actually, go back to verse uh, 30, 35. He said to them, when I sent you without purse and script and shoes, did you lack anything? And they said, nothing. Does the Lord know how to provide for you? Yes. And when he sends you on a, on a mission, can you count on it that he's going to underwrite that mission? He's going to take care of it? Yeah, yeah. They said, no, we didn't lack a thing. Then he said to them, but now he that has a purse, let him take it. And likewise his script. And he that has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. So now this begins to give you some insight into why they said, okay, Lord, uh, we got the swords. Do, do we fight? And Peter didn't wait for an answer. He just, <laughs> he, <laughs> he starts swinging. And you got to remember, these guys are not trained military. They're not soldiers. They're fishermen. They're fishermen. But you remember prior to this at the, uh, what we call the, uh, the Last Supper, uh, and the Lord was talking to them about these things were going to happen, and he had told them that he was going away, and it upset them, and he, he tried to comfort them and say, well, no, the, the Comforter's coming, the Holy Spirit's coming, it's better for you that I go away. And every one of them, Peter piped up, and he said, oh, no, Lord, I, I will die with you. And the rest of them piped up and said, we'll all die with you. We're, we're going with you. You can't leave us. And, and I believe they fully intended, uh, to, if, it, if it came to a fight, to fight and die right there that night. Well, you see, uh, he starts after it, right? Mm -hmm. At this point, they didn't just drop and run. He, he's, he's ready to fight. And he knows he's not a skilled soldier, but... He, I believe he meant what he said. I'm, I'm willing to, to die with you. And so the Lord had told them, and you can see why they would think that. He said, when you went out the first time I sent you on these ministry uh, missions, he sent them uh, to go by faith taking nothing and that they would be provided for as they went. But now he says, this is a different situation. Uh, take your money, uh, take your stuff, and if you don't have a sword, um, you know, sell something and get one. Well, basically that's saying arm yourself. And, uh, and this is Jesus. And a lot of folks don't understand this, do they? They're like, oh I, oh, I don't know. The Lord would never tell you. Well, the sword in that day, that's equivalent to a handgun. That'd be the closest thing they had to that kind of thing, is a personal arm. And so you can see why that when this all started going down, that these soldiers came, led by Judas, 
And they see what the situation is in the middle of the night. They did it because they didn't want the crowds to know that they were, uh, that's how the enemy does, undercover a night, hiding, sneaky. And so then if you look at it again, verse 49, when they saw that, they which were about him saw what would follow. They said, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? Because he had said, get some swords. So they're talking, well, is, is it time to use them? And uh, verse 50, Peter didn't wait. One of them smote the servant of the high priest. What's his name, class? Malchus. And cut off his right ear. And it said, uh, uh, one of them smote. Who was that? <laughs> Peter. John. <laughs> let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> John let out the secret. <laughs> One of them, Peter, smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. Now you'll find the modern translations really, they go all over the place with that phrase and actually say some things the Lord didn't say. But the best I can understand, I'm not a Greek scholar, but looking up words and what have you, uh, the best I can see that would translate, that's enough. That's enough. Suffer ye thus far, that Jesus would say, that's enough. And that makes sense, right? Peter whips out to play. Whoosh, the guy's going, ah! <laughs> and, Peter, and Jesus goes, stop, that's enough. This was about to, about to get out of hand. Can you see that? I mean, this, you know... Uh, it's like one shot's fired, what's going to happen next? You know, going to be a barrage. So, uh, and, you know, uh, the, the moment something like this happens, if somebody's hurt, well, then whoever his buddies are, what are they thinking? Revenge, right? You know, oh, he's, he's hurt one of our guys. Well, and so Jesus, are you, are you reading verse 51? Yes, sir. Jesus reached up and touched his, who, whose ear? Malchus. Ear, which ear? Right ear. And healed him. Wow. It's dark. It's in the middle of the night. It's a stressful situation. Tense. Oh, man. Blood's on the ground. And Jesus reaches up. And gets a hold of his ear and heals it. Just like that, his ear is healed. And that just halted everything. Everybody just stopped and realized, and I'm sure he's going, my ear's fine. My ear's fine. His buddy's going, what? Yours okay? I thought, I thought we were looking for that ear. No, it's fine. It's fine. He touched his ear and healed him. Now that's not a lot of detail, and yet I want you to notice something. If God would heal his enemy, trying to come and take him to the cross, why wouldn't he heal his own children? Come on, can you see that? How could it not be his will to heal his own kids? It is his will. And that's our time for today. 
Come back tomorrow because we just got through reading the text. That's all we got through today. So we'll see you soon back here at Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390.